The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Good morning, it's Friday the 22nd of September here in London. This is the Bloomberg Daybreak Europe podcast. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Coming up today, the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt tells us the West must talk to China over how best to regulate AI. The Bank of England pauses almost two years of rate hikes as recession risks loom. And we take a closer look at Vladimir Zelensky's outburst at the UN and whether or not it's a sign of more serious tensions behind the scenes. Let's start with a roundup of our top stories. The Chancellor Jeremy Hunt has told Bloomberg that it's essential for the West to engage with China over how best to regulate artificial intelligence. The comments come after Britain chose to invite officials from Beijing to its Global AI Summit later this year. Here's what Jeremy Hunt told our colleagues on Balance of Power. We'll invite them. Um, They won't come to all the discussions, but um, you need to have a dialogue with countries like China. They're not going to go away. And there may be things that we can work together with China on. But, um, you know, we have to be very realistic and we have to have those discussions with our eyes open. The stakes for Hunt and and the British government are high. According to estimates by Bloomberg Intelligence, the $40 billion generative AI market could increase 30 fold over the next 10 years. During that interview, the Chancellor also shared his thoughts on the Bank of England's decision not to hike rates, saying that he, quote, hopes rate increases are now over. Well, the Chancellor's comments come after the Bank of England policymakers kept rates unchanged after 14 back-to-back increases. The decision is being seen as a signal that the risk of recession is fast replacing inflation as the chief concern. Governor Andrew Bailey says that the latest data on price rises proved to be decisive, with CPI now at 6.7%. It's a point when we've stopped tightening because we've had very good news this week on the inflation front. Very welcome news. We can see that inflation was coming down, but this week's news is, is good because it's you know, a sign that we've had you know, more than we expected and that's very good. But of course the job's not done yet. We can't be complacent about this. Our job is to get inflation back down to the 2% target and to sustain it there. So the job isn't done yet. Andrew Bailey cast the decisive vote in what proved to be a knife-edged decision, five to four by the Monetary Policy Committee. The Bank of England also kept in place guidance, though, that more rate rises will be needed if there are signs of persistent price pressures. 
The yen has weakened after the Bank of Japan kept its monetary policy unchanged. Governor Kazuo Ueda will speak later today and traders will be looking out for any remarks on the future of the bank's negative interest rates policy. Before the decision, the latest inflation data showed the pace of price rises staying at 3.1% in August instead of slowing as had been forecast. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida said that Japan would take necessary action against excessive currency moves. President Joe Biden vowed continued support for Ukraine as he met with President Volodymyr Zelensky at the White House. The entire world has a stake in making sure that no nation, no aggressor, is allowed to take a neighbor's territory by force. Biden's pledge is more controversial than it was last year, with some Republicans calling for a freeze on aid to the war zone. President Zelensky has had a series of public spats with major allies, with Poland threatening to withdraw aid this week. Allies increasingly worry about the outlook for the war beyond the 2024 US presidential election. Russia's decision to ban exports of diesel and gasoline risks disrupting fuel supplies ahead of winter. Vortexa data shows the country shipped more than a million barrels a day of diesel-type fuel this year, narrowly making it the world's biggest seaborne exporter. Diesel is used in everything from ships to manufacturing, and how deep the impact will be depends on how long the ban lasts. And finally, the US aviation regulator has warned airlines to check for fake parts in their jet engines. American Airlines, United and Southwest Air have all now found unapproved components in their planes. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts has the story. Every piece of a plane needs to come with a birth certificate. London-based company AOG Technics stands accused of faking thousands of these documents. The Bloomberg scoop has become a worldwide scandal with American regulators now joining counterparts in Europe in issuing formal warnings about the unapproved parts. Almost 100 engines have so far been found with uncertified components from AOG. The company has been contacted for comment. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Radio. Those are your top stories on the markets. The MSCI Asia Pacific Index, a touch higher this morning, up a tenth of 1%. Eurostox 50 futures are a quarter of 1% lower. And the 10-year Treasury yield holding steady at 4.49%. Now, there's a piece on the Bloomberg Terminal that I read this morning uh, that was so fascinating. It really subtle, speaking to some of the most privileged and cosmopolitan uh, young people uh, who have a foot both in China and also the West. Why is that interesting? Because so many of these young people are now feeling the pull of China, flocking back to China as a place to begin their careers or grow their careers. Have you ever heard of an astronaut household? I haven't. So this is a a term that um, has been coined in California for exactly these sorts of families, particularly Chinese families, where some of the family remain in China, mainland China or Hong Kong, and then the children perhaps are studying, maybe with mothers abroad as well, you know, to, to go to some of the most prestigious universities in the world. But it's the decisions about what those, that young generation, as I say, with a foot in both camps, what they decide to do, you know, that could be the sort of uh, decisive when it comes to brains and talent. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, look, it, it could reverse a trend that had been very prevalent uh, through the past decades as well of, of um 
particularly Chinese students going abroad to study and, and staying abroad and the idea that they're seeing better opportunities in China. Really fascinating trends. That's one of the stories that we're following for you this morning. Um, let's turn back, though, to more now on our interview with Jeremy Hunt, the UK preparing to host the first global summit on artificial intelligence in November as Rishi Sunak tries to position Britain as a global leader in efforts to regulate the technology. The government this week confirmed it had invited China to the conference despite opposition from some Conservative backbenchers. Jeremy Hunt's been discussing this with Bloomberg as well as a host of other issues including support for Ukraine and the UK's economic outlook. Anne-Marie Hordern and Joe Matthew asked Jeremy Hunt about the decision to invite the Chinese to the UK's AI summit. We'll invite them. Um, They won't come to all the discussions, but um, you need to have a dialogue with countries like China. They're not going to go away. And there may be things that we can work together with China on. But, um, you know, we have to be very realistic and we have to have those discussions with our eyes open. What we're trying to see is if we can get a global consensus on how to make sure that artificial intelligence uh, remains a massive force for good in the world, which I truly believe it can be, Um, But then if you're going to do that, where you put the guardrails in to stop it going wrong. And the UK has just become the third trillion dollar tech economy globally. We have more uh, unicorns, you know, these billion dollar companies Mm -hmm. than anywhere else in Europe. So we are very keen to uh, bring together all our friends and indeed people whose values we don't share to try and manage this next huge development in humanity's tech journey. I used to walk by the Silicon Roundabout a lot, but right now you're actually dealing with the titans of Silicon Valley in California. Have you convinced any of them to come to this summit in the United Kingdom? I think we're going to get most of them coming. Um, like I mean, Elon you're Musk? absolutely right. Uh, well, actually, he's someone I haven't spoken to, but he'd be very, very welcome. But I just say this, you know, the, um, uh, you know, we are Europe, Silicon Valley now. Since you lived in, in London, Anne-Marie, uh, there's been a huge tech explosion and, um, you know, we are really proud to be able to make a good contribution to this debate. It's much better that we try and uh, grip this right from the outset. And I think, you know, from the point of view of investment going forward, investors want to see that governments have figured all this stuff out. And then when they do, they're going to start to put in really huge sums of the money. At the moment, we're getting a lot of money going, being spent by the really big players. And we've got quite a few startups. But if we're really going to make this the huge opportunity it can be, uh, then we need to get some kind of consensus about how to keep it safe. Last question, Chancellor. The UK kept rates unchanged today. Is that the end of what seemed to be an endless cycle of hikes? Well, you know, just like the US, these things are decided independently. Um, I hope it is. Um, but obviously, I have to leave it to the experts in the Bank of England to make the final decision. But I think both in the UK and the US, what you can see is that if you take corrective action and if you stay the course, you can get inflation down. And uh, in both our countries, it's definitely peaked. It, but it's just so painful getting inflation out of your system. And I think the lesson here is we've just got to stick at it. And then we can get back to the decent growth levels that we all want. When you look at what's going on in Ukraine and the concerns from U.S. legislatures, I I wanted to know from you, as I'm experiencing with some conversations in New York alongside the U.N. General Assembly, this idea of war fatigue. Are you seeing that in the United Kingdom as well? We're not. But what I would say to our friends in America is we are incredibly grateful for the global leadership that the United States has shown when it comes to the Ukraine conflict. 
And I don't think there's a, a choice, you know, either we focus on Ukraine or we focus on China. Uh, the truth is that when you have an aggressor who does something completely unacceptable, tries to tear up international borders, if you're weak when that happens, then you are making the likelihood of conflicts in other parts of the world even higher. And so that's why I think the more the international community stands together when it comes to Ukraine, the less likely we'll have problems elsewhere. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. So that was the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt speaking to Bloomberg's Anne-Marie Hordern and Joe Matthew. Yeah, and if you're curious, the UK's AI summit is meant to be happening on the 1st and 2nd of November from Bletchley Park, of course. Uh, and we'll be bringing you lots of coverage of it when it happens. But the Chancellor was also talking about Ukraine. So let's turn to that story. It has been 19 months since Russia launched its full-scale invasion. And today, Bloomberg is reporting on how President Volodymyr Zelensky is starting to show the strains from the war. This as he comes under pressure from the West and leaders on military support, his counter-offensive, but also corruption in the country. Our senior UK government reporter Alex Wickham joins us now for more. Alex, good morning. What are Bloomberg's sources in Ukraine and also in the West, saying about Zelensky's thinking right now? Yeah, we have a story out today based on sources in you know, across Europe and you know, Ukraine, essentially saying that Zelensky detects a bit of a shift or he is worried that there is a bit of a shift in the Western position um, from complete all-out support, giving, you know, endless seemingly amounts of money and weapons to just a slight bit of concern and a bit of doubt about how long, really, the war is going to go on. It, it, the Western intelligence assessments essentially say this is looking like a very long, drawn-out war now, uh, a war of attrition, and that's what Putin wants. And essentially, the question is starting to be asked in some Western, uh, among some Western politicians, I think, how long can the West feasibly, you know, keep supporting as it has been? Because there are 
financial considerations, military considerations, but also political considerations in the West, with a series of elections coming up, most obviously in the US. Now, the White House says that they'll back Ukraine as long as it takes, Alex. Has there been then a real shift in the West's position behind the scenes? It's it's hard to say that, but certainly that is the fear among, I think, what people close to Zelensky say, and also some uh, European officials say as well, is that there has been a bit of a shift. And I think the main issue is the US election, really, because, you know, there's a year and a bit until a potentially different president enters the White House with potentially a very different view on the Ukraine war. Republican politicians increasingly sceptical about the amount of support America is giving. Mm. And so you have this situation where, while I think, as we just heard from Jeremy Hunt there, Western politicians currently would probably quite like to keep supporting Ukraine as long as it takes, as they as they keep saying publicly. The reality is they are not necessarily the ones who are in forever uh, in power. So you, I heard from one British official that they were sort of saying it would be it would be ideal if the war could end as soon as possible. Of course, I think probably everybody agrees with that. But also for in the con- in the wider context of elections in the West, it would be better if, you know, Biden was in charge of the US while those negotiations started than anybody else is the sort of sentiment that you're starting to see creep in. And that ends up meaning pressure on Zelensky, whether it's on the counteroffensive, whether it's on things like corruption in his country. And that's why you see him showing the strain as he has over the last few weeks. Yeah. So is this dependent on a military breakthrough then actually in Ukraine? Is that what the West needs to see? Uh, And what does it mean in terms of negotiation? Is that an idea that is now returning? I think on the military front, you know, Ukraine has made progress um, over the last few months. It has obviously been slow progress. Um, There hasn't been one obvious moment where they've broken through as you know i think some in the west would have liked you see zelensky last couple of days you know being incredibly grateful to the west and really being you know over the top with his thanking thanks for for particular us support but other countries as well like poland that he's had an argument with in the last few days as well and i think what you see there is him it's it's a big diplomatic push to say look you know, bear with us here, a breakthrough might not come now until 2024 militarily, but keep the weapons coming and and the breakthrough will come. And I think that's his argument, certainly, to, to Western leaders as he lobbies for more weapons, is the more weapons you give me, the quicker you give them to me, the quicker we can make a breakthrough. And the slower the, slower the process is, the slower the breakthrough is going to be. And then the flip side of it, you have Western politicians trying to explain to voters and, you know, their respective, you know, lawmakers, well, why hasn't a breakthrough come yet? What are we getting for our money? And, you know, is this just an endless war that, 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 you know, money after money is and weapons after weapons are going into? So it is obviously a very difficult situation. You know, I, I do think Western leaders you know, are, are united, of, of course, in their support for Zelensky in Ukraine. It yes. is just that doubt creeping in a little bit. 
This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.